You're listening to The Collective Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.za. Amen. Well, well uh, greetings, guys. Um, Rob, Curse, uh, we're so humble that you asked us to share our, our story. Um, Rob said, look, you know, can you, can you share uh, bits of your life, but also specifically on a particular healing journey? And um, so we're going to sp- spend most of the time on, on, on our healing journey. But, you know, for those that don't know me, um, my name is Philip Haslam. I'm, uh, I've just turned 40. I've, uh, I grew up in Johannesburg. Um, and uh, um, I was 34 when I met Bron. My journey was one of learning how to do intimacy. I, you know, it's a, another st- story for another time. But um, uh, Bron came to my life at, at uh, 35. We got married. And uh, I'm still floating after worship. I feel like like actually our our story is, I'm jumping the gun here, but our story is one about healing. And I feel like I've I've literally just felt the touch of God already just during worship. Um, I was struggling with a bit of flu and I feel amazing. I feel like Thank you. Just really yeah. felt the yeah. So I'm Bron, um, and I think I know most of you, but maybe some of you better than others. Um, we're so excited to share our story today, and um, I feel like just to start with reading this um, this verse has been so so powerful for us and for me. Um, and as we're sitting, just reading through, because I've written out our story and just reading through it, we're reminded of so much and I think so, we, we forget so quickly what God has done in our lives. And um, this is Psalm 103 from the Passion and it says, with my whole heart, with my whole life and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, holy God. I feel like we've just come out of that space in worship. <laughs> Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You've kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy and made me a king. Um, You've satisfied my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so I saw again like a flying eagle in the sky. I just felt to read that and just to encourage you guys, as we went through our story last night, I, we, we both wept and, you know, you forget and it's so good to just, um, it's, so, it's such a privilege to have the opportunity to say, this is what God has done. This is the precedent he set and so thank you for, yeah, we bless your spirits to receive what he has today. For you guys. Yes, we feel that in our testimony there's two things that we want to release into your hearts. The first is, you're trusting God for healing today. Is healing available for you? The second thing is, if you're in a vulnerable space, God is right here with you. God is right here with you. And there's a testimony for, uh, uh, for you in, in that. Why don't you start with our story? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the start of our story is... Um, we had Hannah in January 2017. She was our first child, and 
she was six weeks old and I was breastfeeding and I was trying to figure out which, you know, you feed left then right, trying to feed, figure out which side I should feed next and I felt this lump um, on my right breast and, um, you know, it's, nothing feels normal when you're breastfeeding anyway, so I, I said, Phil, this feels weird and, and he felt it and I was like, whoa, that's a lump. <laughs> it, was so, it, was, it was like there had been nothing there and all of a sudden there was like a marble clear you know lump and um, we were like okay well um, phone the GP in the morning and so we did and I got to see the GP late that, that afternoon and Phil was at a meeting um, and I just said to him found this lump and I'm breastfeeding I'm sure it's something related and he was also cautiously optimistic. He was like, yeah, it's probably a blocked duct. Um, but, and he felt it, and he said, yeah, because of this and this, he thinks it's a blocked duct, but let's just check it out. Um, and he booked me to go for a, an ultrasound on the Monday. Um, and so we left it at that, and had the weekend kind of, it was in the back of my mind, but wasn't allowing myself to go there um, and we were just about to go on holiday on the Monday so. yeah we had planned a trip to I think it was our second wedding anniversary so we we're leaving on the Monday and so he had booked this ultrasound which was a little bit inconvenient but we thought okay we'll pack the car we'll go to Sandton Clinic and then from there we'll go on our trip um, and Hannah was tiny, she was six weeks old, so I said to Phil, you stay in the car, I don't want her to go in and out of hospital unnecessarily, she's a little baby, and um, I'll just quickly go in and get the scan and then can go. And um, as I was filling out the forms for the ultrasound, I just felt the Holy Spirit just preparing my heart. This is, this is, I just want you to know that I'm with you, God. And, um, I had the ultrasound and the doctors were like, mm, not so sure we're happy with this, let's do a um, mammogram. And so they did a mammogram and then they, they couldn't really see because obviously um, I was breastfeeding, so they couldn't see clearly what was going on in the, in the breast tissue. Um, but they were concerned enough to say, we, we're going to do a biopsy. So I said, okay, great, we going on holiday, can we do it at the end of the week? They said, you're not leaving here, we're going to do the biopsy right now. And I was like, oh, okay, can I just call my husband, please? Because I wasn't expecting it, you know. Um, I was waiting in the car thinking, why is she taking so long? We, we need to get on a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then there were, there were like three doctors, and then the two of us crammed into this tiny room. And um, yeah, basically they were like, this is not looking good. Um, and it was awkward for them. We were holding this tiny baby. And um, so I said, I remember just saying to the doctor, so not looking good, a lump in the breast, are you thinking it's cancer? I mean, let's... <laughs> and he said, yeah, this, is, this looks like breast cancer. And we were, uh, yeah. I think up until that point, it was, it was not what I thought it was, you know. Um, so we climbed back in the car. They couldn't say for sure. They had a biopsy done and it would take, I think, three or four days for the actual results to come up, but they were pretty concerned and felt awkward enough to, to think that that's, that might be what it is. Um, 
So we decided to go on holiday anyway. And we were in this extremely vulnerable space. Just had some scan, scans not looking so good. Decided that they needed to have a, 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 a biopsy that was going to take three or four days. I said, we'll let you know. And, um, and so we went on holiday. Now, um, it was a quite a vulnerable space. We called a couple of our friends that we knew and just let them know, uh, uh, told some of our family that this is what's happening and we're just going to go like rest in the presence of the Lord. I, um, I had had a couple of sleepless nights, you know, and, and started, you know, what, what, the thing that was actually happening in my life at the time was I was counseling a couple of other men and I was quite struck by a particular thing that, I, um, that, that Bron and I had been talking about prior, which is this thing of people uh, feeling that they're victims and using that as a kind of an excuse to kind of walk away from the Lord. And, I, and, and I, just before this whole thing had happened, I'd been like, no, we're, we're not victims and we, 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 we won't like stand in that. And suddenly now in this space, where we're completely vulnerable. And, and we had a conversation about this, you know, when we said, you know, actually, like, we don't know what the future holds right now. We don't. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to be victims. Okay? And, and it doesn't matter what comes, we're going to choose to be in God's presence and to be for him as he is for us. And, um, and uh, we're just going to sort of stay in that vulnerable space. Okay? And one of those particular tools that you know we've been engaging prior, which is uh, is the tool of, of of being present in grieving. So some stuff comes and like let's grieve it now, so we don't have to carry it and then grieve it later. And like that kind of stuff builds up, and then you 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 know that's when you begin to start to think of yourself as a victim. So we're like, okay, we're just being in the, in the vulnerability of it. We, 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 we maybe it's just blocked up and they and they doing their tests, or maybe it's cancer. And in either of those spaces, God is good. And, um, and uh, we will enjoy every day that we have. Okay? Every, every moment that we have together, we're going to enjoy. So good. Yeah. So then we were, on, we were on holiday in this place, and it was actually so average. It wasn't a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I remember waking up. I couldn't sleep that night. It was that first night after the test. And um, I think Hannah had woken up and to, to, to breastfeed. And, and I was holding her and, and she was feeling and, and the fear just hit me. Like panic set in and just, the, you know, the thoughts that started to race through my mind. Um, how can this be? If it's cancer, I have a small baby. How can this be, you know? God, this is not good timing. <laughs> um, but and and I was holding her, and I just felt this this um, this sense of him, like a picture of him, like transporting me from this place of fear, and just showing me this is how he's got me. He's got me right here in his bosom, and he's holding me, and it's okay. Like we don't know what's going to happen, but he's holding me, and it's okay. Um, and there's these moments of Holy Spirit that I just want to share with you because I think that's the, that's the power of the testimony. We're all going to face trials, but if we can know His nature and be prepared and positioned. So, so that was for me just the first facing of that fear. And, and then I remember again like waking early in that morning and just being 
like just thoughts and, and fear again. And I climbed out of bed and didn't want to wake Phil or Han and I climbed into the cupboard and I put my headphones on and I just put worship on and like as I started to sing the fear would just move. And it was just a place of, I couldn't even, I was just, the worship that whatever I was listening to, it was just, you know, taking authority over that fear. But it would come in waves, and, and that's part of our testimony, is just facing that fear. Um, and then I remember the next day going for a massage, and Phil was like, go for a massage, and I was lay, lying on the bed and thinking, wow, this lady has no idea that I might have cancer. <laughs> um, and, and then just the thoughts again, and the fear, and just thinking, God, like, um, I have a tiny baby. Like, this can't be cancer. It's not fair. Like, um, and, you know, you, irrational thoughts, like, um, okay, if this is cancer, then maybe there's someone else that could take this for me. Like maybe there's an old person that's lived their life already that's like, not got a baby, you know? Is there someone else? And that's what was going through my mind. And I felt as clear, as clear as anything. Holy Spirit just said to me, Bron, I took that cancer for you on the cross. And at that point, I knew it was, it was going to be a journey. Like, I felt he was preparing us along the way. But I just knew that that was his promise, that he'd already taken up that, and, and that he'd already healed me, even if I was facing this. Yeah, I mean, one of the things you, you, you battle with it, that in that vulnerable space is thoughts. Like, thoughts come in and, like, crumbs, what am I going to say in the funeral, you know? Like, <laughs> crazy thoughts that come in, like, what am I going to do with, like, with a, a six-week-old six baby on my own, you know, like... Um, and uh, and and oh my gosh! Like what happens? What would happen if I lost my wife? Like you know, start thinking those things, and uh, being in the space of like, okay, Lord, we're very vulnerable. At um, at the, just after the massage, we both went for the massage. The, the doctor called me, said, look, you know, um, not not great news. The um, they found the the, the 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 biopsy. It says that you've got uh, a grade three cancer means it's a very fast-growing uh, uh, cancer. You need to come back immediately. And we, uh, I got you a, sort of a, a, a meeting with the surgeon tomorrow morning, first thing. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so, okay, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not playing the real, the real deal, you know. Got on the car, we drove back. And um, again, our thing was like, Lord, we need to help us to grieve each moment and then like be present and then be full of faith in each moment, you know. And... Um, so next next uh, morning we um, we go to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, have a look, you know, like okay, we'll take off both your breasts, and like, <laughs> take off what? Both, both breasts. Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh, and, and you're gonna have to stop breastfeeding. I don't I don't know why, but that was a particularly hard one. We were quite like kind of connected to Bron being a, a breastfeeding. But also uh, uh, Hannah wasn't weaned at all, so what she. We'd have to get him used to the process. Yeah, and the doctor wasn't a great, you know, he didn't treat us very well. I mean, like, we weren't a heavy surf. But we, but we left, and, and um, oh, wow, that's quite a, a vulnerable thing. We managed to get another appointment with another doctor in, in the evening, uh, Dr. Carol Ben, and, um, and, and, she, and she was amazing. I mean, she was like, no, you don't, you don't need to kind of 
I'm okay, but I'm not okay for us to not have kids because you couldn't choose. Mm. 
Okay, so you need to get into that room and you need to go and make a choice. Okay. So she, she went in the room, came back out, da, 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 like. So I'll just um, add to that. Phil was filled with faith and he was saying, we are, um, the enemy's trying to rob our destiny and our future and our family and we're going to step in, in faith and we're going to go and harvest our eggs. And I, I could, I could hear that on a physical uh, level, but I, I had a lot of fear and it was paralyzing. I could not hear the Lord. I was paralyzed with fear and I literally, the lump was growing by the day. You could actually see it getting bigger. My lymph nodes had swelled up, I think partly because of the biopsy, but also they were just like palpably bigger. I couldn't even lie on my side. and. So I was saying, but babe, like, this is like day by day, this thing is growing. And um, anyway, I think just wanted to add that it was so amazing to have the power of community around us in that time. And um, subsequently, we've been out of community for a little while. And often we thought, Geesh, what if we went through that when we weren't in community? It was so, it was so, like, people just giving us good counsel and an interesting, like, memory that we have is of different people's reactions and the community that we were in, the friends that we were surrounded by were filled with faith and life, like, they would speak life. Guys, this, God's with you. You're going to get through this. Um, and that's what we needed. Um, there were other reactions that were like, oh my word, that is so hectic, we can't believe it, this is terrible news, and you know, that's not what you need in that space. And, and so we, even now, are just so grateful to be a part of this community because we're still journeying this, and it's a vulnerable, vulnerable space, but just a community that speaks life. Um, and so we kind of went, Phil put me in the car, I hadn't made a decision yet, and um, off we went to the guy and we were late. We were, I we was were like, an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Bron's in the car. I'm like, ramping the pavement. <laughs> and he'd waited for us. Wow. A whole hospital was, waiting, you know, was left open. It's a specialist uh, hospital. And I left the whole hospital open waiting for us. Wow. And when we yeah. chatted to this guy, he was, he was like a little bit like, are you sure you were? <laughs> He's like, can I speak to your oncologist? Because you, you know, they're pumping your system with hormones when you when you harvest eggs, and so he was even intimidated by the whole idea. But he he did it for us, and and I think that experience, um, Phil came came up with this um, very powerful thing, and he said to me, Bron, while we're alive, we fight for life, and um, and we just held on to that, and and. Um, so that was the first thing we had chosen, right, we're fighting for life and we're going to do this. And so we did it and we delayed the chemo by 10 days and then, um, you know, yeah. it was me um, God gave me this verse. It's so interesting because um, also the power of testimony in that space that we were in, I just the Holy Spirit. Um, not, it happened to be, but the Holy Spirit actually gave me Melissa House's testimony and she was sharing her testimony and um, one verse in particular that she, she had shared that just ministered to me and it was, it's Hosea 2 verse 14 and it says, therefore, I, God says, therefore I will woo her into the wilderness. He's speaking about Israelites. And there I will speak tenderly to her 
and I will turn her valley of trouble into a door of hope. And I just, it's these things that, that we, we clung to, you know, in this time. Um, so, chemo started then on, on, like it was 10 days later, and it was four hours of drips. And um, it, was a, it was a vulnerable time. So, um, we were so blessed to have family and community and people helping. Phil's mom moved in with us on the week of chemo, and she just, um, she got up for Han in the night and she fed her and helped Phil and yeah, we were incredibly blessed. Um, but it was a toxic space, like the chemo actually messes with your brain a bit and it's toxic. It's toxic on your body, it's toxic on your thoughts and so it was this battle with my thought life and like Rob mentioned this morning, what is the, which voice is the loudest thing that we hear? And um, at night the attack would come and it would be fear and it was uh, it was so amazing because the Holy Spirit would give me songs and I never had this before but I'd, these songs would rise up in my spirit and I would sing to him where I didn't actually have words and I, I, I couldn't pray I couldn't read my Bible but these songs would rise up and I would just sing to him in the dark and um, fear would leave and um, so I think I just want to share part of the journey is um, also what I what I, I heard from Melissa Hulse's testimony. She said, the Lord told her, the power I've given you is in your testimony. And the authority is in the fact that you've chosen to reject disappointment. For me it was, Brian, the authority is in the fact that you choose to say no to fear, <laughs> choose to take authority over fear. And it's still a journey that, that I'm on. But in that space, it was, it was so real and so raw. Um, and then, um, just fast forward to, we had had two chemo, and after every second chemo, they wanted to scan and see, are they getting it? Do they need to increase the intensity? Do they, uh, is the lump shrinking, or is it still growing? And um, this is the, the miraculous, um, part of our testimony. Um, so it was the week uh, of or after the second chemo, I can't remember, and I, there were two things that in particular I want to highlight, but um, Jackie, he sent me a message about um, the benefits of fasting in, uh, in, in terms of starving cancer. Um, and on a physical level, I was ready to, to go after that. Um, on a spiritual level, I was desperate. I was desperate for God to come through. I was desperate. You know, you go through the chemo, but you don't know if it's going to work or not. Or, um, and we had, we had, through all the testing, I think we left this part out, but we had heard that the cancer had spread to the lymph nodes. They had already found it in three lymph nodes. And so in my head, it was like, well, your lymphatic system is like goes through your body, so like it could be everywhere, you know. Um, and so in the chemo, it was just a vulnerable space. Is this going to work? Is it enough? Um, and so Jacques sent me this message about fasting, and and that week our church was fasting, and I just felt so much of a grace from the Lord to just join in the fast. And Phil was mortified. He's <laughs> like in the middle of chemo, you know, um, and. Never before had I ever been able to fast without getting sick or weak or headache or whatever. 
God gave me the grace that week. I fasted for four days. And um, at the end of that, again, Holy Spirit gave me a sermon that um, John O. Warden, he had given us a flash drive. I think some of you know him. Um, and found this sermon, and it was a sermon about taking authority over sickness. And we are raised and seated in heavenly places, and sickness is under our feet. And um, I remember praying. Phil was out at a, at a um, worship night, and I was alone listening to the sermon. And I remember praying with the pastor at the end of this. Like he, he prayed for the congregation, and I felt a physical shift in my body. And, and the next day was, was the scan to check, is the lump, you know, smaller, bigger, is it responding? And we're totally vulnerable. We didn't know what the, what the news would be. And we went to this guy. He is a specialist in breast and cancer ultrasound. So he, um, just the best of the best. And he's a very religious um, Jewish, Orthodox Jewish man with the tassels, tassels. and the everything. Um, he was so, he was a beautiful safe space for us um, and just put us at peace. And he did the scan and he had been journeying with us. He had scanned through diagnosing the, the cancer. So he did the scan for us. And um, the words, Brian, I can't find the lump. There's no cancer. I can't even find it in the lymph node. It's gone. <laughs> And he said, and I mean, like, he, for a doctor to, to guard on a limb like this, he said, this, guys, this is a miracle. Oh. And, you know, often the doctors are the ones that you say, doctor, this is a miracle. You know, he, he confirmed it there for us. And I think we drove out of there. We were like a little bit back. Wow. Like we were at the beginning of our chemo journey, you know. They had still planned six more chemo surgery to remove the uh, surrounding of where the lump would have been and radiation for six weeks. So we were at the second chemo, the very beginning. So we just saw God's miraculous work. And um, we celebrate that today. It's such a privilege just to share that that miracle. Um, And I think the journey carried on from there. Do Do we continue the chemo or not? What do we do? Like, if we continue the chemo, does it mean that we don't we didn't we don't have faith that this is really gone, you know? We mm, I mean all of, all of the doctors around us, all of them, said, look, it's amazing, it's you know, it's incredible, everything, but you must finish all six chemo. We have one shot at, at dealing with this uh, cancer and one shot only, and you must finish the chemo. So we wrestled it through. You know, oh, you know, like, we healed. Oh, no, no, I can chemo again. You know? <laughs> so we decided to continue with the chemo. And, um, and Bron uh, did two more rounds of chemo. She, she needed to do six. So she'd done two in the beginning. She then had a complete response in the, in, in the testing and, and then had done another two. But it was very hard on her body. By the time of every chemo, I mean, she'd be like a crumpled up little and I'd go and pick her up and like, carry her to the car, you know, very hard. And, um, and at, the, at the end of two uh, chemo, she started to get very ill. And, uh, and she, got a, she got a bug where she started to uh, uh, throw up and, and uh, have diarrhea uh, 10 times a day. And they tried everything and they couldn't sort of fix it. 
and um, and so they actually couldn't continue with the chemo uh, because they because uh, she was so ill, and then. Um, uh, and then the doctor eventually said, okay, that's fine, you know, you've finished, you, you don't have to do any more chemo, okay? So we were, we were celebrating the goodness of God that we had finished chemo, and it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. And then uh, uh, we went to go to the surgeon because she still needed to do surgery on a certain part of the, of the breast. And the surgeon looks, was looking, looking, and she said, oh, oh, there's a lump. Ah, I mean, here we are. We're like, we don't have to do any more chemo. Oh, that's not enough. Okay, <laughs> had to go back to. She our, felt a lump in my lymph. Uh, in the lymph, yeah, yeah. So we had to go back to the um, to the uh, uh, the guy, the, the Jewish guy who does the scans on the breast. And uh, he, he, so the next day, you know, we set up an early appointment. We got in early. And he did the scan and he said, no, no, this is a lymph, swollen lymph, because you've been sick. Wow. There's no cancer whatsoever. Okay. I mean, talk, talk about a roller coaster ride. Okay. Roller coaster ride. I just went to the parking lot and I wept. I wept for 20 minutes. It was like, you know, like... I use the analogy, it's like the kind of um, the beaten wife, uh, beaten spouse sort of thing where you never really know when you're in or out, you know what I mean? Like, your faith is so kind of like on tender hooks because you're so vulnerable. Each time you think you have the victory, it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and this was our moment, our moment to be, Lord, we trust you and you're good in the most, in the most vulnerable space there is. Ron then did the uh, surgery. We're very vulnerable in that space. And, uh, and at the end of the surgery, we went back to the oncologist thinking that everything was fine. And he said, no, I've just had someone who had something like... So like, we, we got a... The result from the surgery was a complete... What they call a complete pathological response, which means that the... Um, they, they, there's no cancer that they can find. And they've tested lymph nodes and, and whatever. So it's the best response you can ask for. Um, so we went back with we went back with our gifts to say thank you and everything. And he said, no, 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 you've got to carry on with you. <laughs> um, and uh, and and for, for for various reasons, they felt that they probably have to finish. So she then did another two, and then did a further. Um, uh, so six weeks of, of radiation therapy, and, uh, and and then that was that. You know, that was that, that was that kind of extent of the treatment. But God has been faithful. God has been so faithful, and um, and our journey is has been one of, um, like I say, it's one of a, an incredible testimony of God's miraculous power of healing. And yet another uh, part of that testimony is. Learning how to live supernaturally vulnerable. You know, one of the things that's become very clear to me in this space is that, you know, in the old days, uh, they used to say, how do you spell faith? You spell it R-I-S-K. Does anyone know that, 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 that thing? And I like that phrase, sort of. You know, one of the things that's become very clear to me is, how do you spell faith? It's V U L. N-E-R-A-B-L-E. That doesn't roll quite as nice. But faith 
is vulnerable. You know, it's in the space where you feel feeling really exceptionally vulnerable, where it's a muscle that you do, you turn to the Father. You let go of any sort of feelings of victimhood. And you receive His love in the vulnerable space. And I wish it could be like, and then I just felt the strength and like, no, sometimes it's ongoing vulnerable for us for a long season. But it's okay because the Father is in that space and He's faithful, faithful, faithful. Yeah, I think just in finishing, just to say that we, um, we so celebrate this. why I read that verse opening up because we're still on this journey, but we so celebrate the miracle that God did. That was an absolute supernatural healing. And, um, and fear can come and it can rob us of that, that miracle, you know. And it's still a journey. And it's so funny because every time I go, every six months for a scan with that same Jewish doctor, and um, every time before that, that date, a lump appears somewhere <laughs> and the devil just brings the attack you know and it's on my head or it's my lymph node and and I um, and I face that fear and it's that journey of, of you know the Lord the Lord said to me Bron I haven't healed you so that you can live afraid of dying I've healed you so that you can live life abundantly for my glory and, and that's our, that's our um, cry, that's our heart's desire. In this space, it's still vulnerable. On Friday, I was at Carol Bend again. I've got a swollen lymph node. I think it's quite funny because it's the one that's been scanned time and time again. And I know it's what the devil's using just to rob us, but the doctors are always like, <gasps> okay, quickly go back for a scan. And um, it's, um, it's vulnerable. But, but we, we're in this space of just, wow, like remembering what God's done and walking out in faith and, and taking authority over fear. And so that's um, what we're still walking out today. But we celebrate so much just the opportunity to share the testimony of God's goodness with you all. Brooke is three years old and this happened when she was six weeks old and they say two years is very high risk um, after five years your, your chances of it coming back are as much as anyone else so we celebrate three years of just victory thank you for listening for more information please visit our website thecollectivechurch.co.za 